What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Good evening. This is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You're listening to Ascent Dental Solution. There's a focus on education, development, training, and knowledge. And I look forward to this particular podcast. But before we get started, I want to give special thanks to David Wolf and his expert podcast team. Without their expertise, these podcasts would not be possible. I also want to give a shout out to our sponsors, which are Henry Schein, Patterson Dental, and Vocal Dental Supply Company. Without their expertise and support, these podcasts would be very difficult to do. In our last podcast session, I laid out a rather dismal picture of the financial burden that are being placed not on our existing dentists, but perhaps more importantly, on our future dental professions. And I also think this also bodes well for the medical profession, since they are going through similar, if not potentially worse issues. In a brief summary, I explained the debt of the new dental graduates of roughly $400,000, the price to purchase a practice, roughly a million dollars, and then the devices to provide state-of-the-art care with what the public demands, whether it be hard and soft tissue lasers, CAT scans, CEREC units to mill crowns and bridges in your office. These come with a price tag of tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, just in the purchase of the device and then the maintenance of the device. But as I mentioned in the previous podcast, the cost in training yourself and your team to use these devices. And with all technology, what you purchase this year, you will find that there's something a little better and perhaps even a little more expensive a year or two down the road. You're like that rat on the wheel just running over and over again. With that brief overview of the last podcast, I wanted to introduce why MSOs or managed support organizations and DSOs, dental support organizations, are growing in leaps and bounds. I know people from my generation usually have a distaste when you talk about the DSOs or MSOs. Most of the people in my generation, and I'm 64 years old, feel that they will destroy the dental profession and they're not good for the dental profession. What I see is a potential opportunity for our younger or recently graduate dentists for a tremendous opportunity to perhaps improve their quality of life, reduce some of their stress, and for older dentists like myself, a potential exit strategy that may be beneficial for certain practitioners. As you know from listening to my previous podcasts, I have dealt with MSOs and DSOs. I've sold my practice and bought many practices. I would say at this point in time, there's probably been over 30 dental practices that I've purchased and sold in my career. So it doesn't make me an expert, but I do think I see things from both both venues. 
I would like to ask some of the older practitioners to consider this. If you've ever tried to sell your practice with a broker using a typical dental associate or someone interested in coming into the area and buying your practice, that entire process, I can tell you, is agonizingly slow, difficult to accomplish, and many times is reeked with failure. That costs time and money. Generally, with the MSO or DSOs, they typically have a much stronger financial backing, and many times they can put together these retirement deals or purchases of practices literally within months or less because of the systems and processes they have in place. For those younger practitioners who have had an excellent education, I think if they want to be honest, most of them need significant training and experience in business, communication, bedside manner, and in many of the specialties of dentistry, such as orthodontics, endodontics, periodontics, oral maxillofacial surgery. As far as the public concern, once they see that you're a dentist, they just assume that you will be competent and comfortable in doing all these procedures. And after having well over 100 associates work with me and for me in my 40-year career, I can assure you, not just myself, but every associate I've ever dealt with certainly has to go through a learning curve because in most cases, they've probably only done a few and when I mean a few, less than five posterior endodontic procedures on their own. Most of them have never removed an impacted wisdom tooth on their own. Most of them have never provided IV sedation. Most of them have never done any more than three or four full periodontal surgical cases. Almost none of them will have ever done an orthodontic case. When you put that together, that means that they need time and expertise and mentoring. And the MSOs or managed service organizations and DSOs have a handoff where a small outfit, a solo practitioner or a small group may not have the facilities for training, may not have the time or expertise or knowledge for training. And this could be a significant advantage for some of the newer graduates. On top of this, the stress and strain of owning a small business, in my opinion, is enormous. Anyone who has a successful small business knows that they're wearing multiple hats. Who's hiring and who's firing? Who's interviewing new employees? Who's doing the bookkeeping? Who's doing the training and education? Who's doing the marketing? Once again, with little to no experience in most of these areas, that young graduate is looking for what the hell do I do and how do I do it? And with a DSO or an MSO, many times you have that opportunity to have the administrators or corporate offices take this stress and load away from you. And that can be a huge advantage for those individuals. I also see that as the years go on, more and more people seem to have two people in a household working. So that means a double income. And that can take some of the stress off the financial predicament when you don't own a business. Generally, your income is less than those individuals who do own a business. As I say to many of my colleagues, it's a trade-off. 
you may make a little more money being an owner, but you may have to give up a lot of freedom. And if you don't think that's the case, my own experience is you've never owned a small business because once you've owned that small business, you can't imagine the amount of things that are coming at you on a day-to-day basis, pulling it for your attention, your time, and your expertise. And as frustrating as it is, there's nothing more frustrating than not being sure how to do, what to do, when to do. And these are things that come with years of experience, and in most cases, many mistakes. And when you're in the debt that you're in, and you're in the predicament that you're in, many of us don't have the luxury to go through that learning curve. To give you an idea, since many people at this point haven't dealt with an MSO or DSO, you have to have your business or practice in order. And what I mean by that is I would strongly recommend not running any of the junk through your practice. What do I mean? No health clubs, no country clubs, no leased cars, no dry cleaning, no vacation. Get your books in order and get that junk off your books. What they're looking for is a clean business. The time and energy to get your books in order could take months. The next thing they're going to want to know is what percentage of your business is coming from dental hygiene? What percentage of your business is coming from restorative and specialty care? What are the types of dental plans that are in your practice, whether it be government, fee-for-service, PPOs, HMOs? The next is you have to make sure that you don't have any debt. And if you don't have any debt, trust me when I tell you, when they look at your practice, no matter what amount of money you ultimately decide on, they're going to want that practice debt-free. So if you have $50,000 in debt and you make a deal for $200,000, trust me when I tell you, when you get the check for $200,000, the first fifty dollars is going to go to pay off your debt. And what I mean by debt is not just bank loans for your business, but leased equipment. And many of the practitioners that I know, many of their dental equipments are leased, and they're going to want your practice debt-free, meaning no leases. Other things that you may want to consider from the request part of this process is, are they going to change your hardware and software? And I would be shocked if you found out that they're going to allow you to keep your same software. In almost all instances that I've been involved in, they're going to request a new software because they may have 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 practices under their belt, and those practices are already under a specific software. So you have to understand their predicament, even though your team and yourself are very competent with a particular software, it probably is not going to be managed well, and they're going to change it over to their particular wants and needs. I would also tell you to check with your vendors. Because although it's a positive by the strength of cooperative purchasing, if you have 300 practices and I have one, trust me, they're paying less for their supplies because they have the strength and power of multiple uh, offices and they can negotiate not just better supplies and laboratory costs, but better uh across the board when it comes to dental laboratories, when it comes to uh, benefit packages, all of these things could be potentially a plus. What are the negatives? If you're someone like myself 
who's been autonomous, uh, autonomous for most of my career. It's difficult taking orders and directions from a corporation. When I believe in my heart, in my mind, sometimes my suggestions and recommendations may be better. And that comes down to personality. What I do see as an advantage to these MSOs and DSOs is they're generally attracting that new graduate and you haven't become stonewalled. You haven't become fixed in your ideas. You haven't become so disciplined and so close-minded that you only know of one or two ways of doing something. And that's a huge advantage when you're joining a larger organization. They can mold you. I don't want to say it in a negative words, but manipulate you to processes and procedures that will be advantageous to that corporation. I don't know what the future will hold, none of us do, but I can tell you that the way things are, the way the data is, you will only continue to see these managed service organizations and dental support groups grow and continue to grow. I think they will become more and more advantageous to the older practitioner as an exit strategy, and I think it will become more and more advantageous for that new group of dentists graduating with the huge headaches of debt and experience overhead. And I think for some, they may find that ability to just go home at night and not worry about the literally hundreds of things small business owners deal with on a day-to-day. And that's not to take into effect sometimes illnesses, sometimes personal things pop up And as a small business owner, I know with a recent rotator cuff tear, it was the first time in 40 years I wasn't able to work for four weeks. And let me tell you something, that hits home. That means there's no revenue coming in. That means you can't take care of your patients. You have to find support in other people to comfort your patients and also your team members. They still are depending on an income week after week. And if that revenue is not coming in, uh, that hurts everyone on your team. And I can just tell you, there is no perfect system in my opinion, but I think more and more of you, when you eliminate the emotions, will look more and more towards the dental support and managed support organizations. I really appreciate your attention. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I certainly enjoyed speaking with you. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You've been listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on knowledge, education, development, and training. Again, a nice shout out to our sponsors, which are Henry Shine, Patterson Dental, and Vocal Supply Company. And a big thanks to David Wolf and his great team. Thanks again. You have a great evening, and I look forward to speaking to you in the near future. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious, ultra low net carb bread. With incredible taste and texture, Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.